Hi, I'm Cheryl Sitz, and today we're going to explore entheosis, sovereignty, and more. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, my website, journeyofpossibilities.com, and the best of the best on youtube.com slash Cheryl Sitz. It's our mission to explore holistic, spiritual ways that we can transform our lives from the inside out, not only for ourselves, but also for our planet. Aine is a Quechua term from South America, and it represents reciprocity, an exchange of energy. Mario and I put a lot of energy into this show week after week, getting it all prepped, producing it, getting it out through all the channels. We hope you learn and grow from our guests just like we do. If you do, would you consider reciprocating with a contribution to support our work here? We really would appreciate this energy exchange, and you can do it simply at journeyofpossibilities.com support. Let us know you value this show and keep us going. Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance helped create this show, the website, all of it, and he can do so much for you too. Tell us about it, Mario. Thank you, Cheryl. You know, one of the things that I've learned, it's this industry of the holistic spiritual field is very different than all other fields I've ever worked with. It, the holistic spiritual field is much more heart-centered, which is something that I actually learned even going through my own journey of this. And as I started developing my own sites more in a heart-centered approach with helping you with Journey of Possibilities, man, it, it took me to a whole nother level. You know what? Having learned that, I can share that knowledge and work with other people out there. And all they have to do is reach out to me and I can give them a very individual way of connecting with their people because you know I learned how to do it and I'm learning with with your website every day so reach me at marrosales.net or techlifebalance.net and let me know what you would like help on who are you why are you here what wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death what happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. And now on with the show. Levi Darger is a father, husband, entrepreneur, singer-songwriter, and advocate for personal and communal sovereignty through restoring what he calls right relationship, taking responsibility within ourselves and restoring the architecture of community and tribe. He's the founder of the Entheosis Foundation, which he calls the Unchurch of Sovereignty, to remove the middlemen of church and state. Levi also composes and records inspiring music under Entheosis Revival and runs a consulting agency for high-performing entrepreneurs called Entheopreneur. 
He connects them with their hearts and all life primal skills, wilderness immersion, plant medicine, breath work, and experiential breakthrough consciousness work. His website is entheopreneur.com. Welcome, Levi. Thank you, Cheryl. That is a, an amazing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're a pretty amazing guy. I'm so grateful that Scott introduced us. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for us to talk today. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really appreciate Scott for making the connection and looking forward to it. Yes. And if you missed the interview previously, Scott Wright is doing some wonderful work too. So be sure and search for that and listen to that interview as well. So when he recommends somebody, I pick up the phone and that's just how it works. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll start with kind of what was on my heart when I first connected with you. I didn't know your background, and I had no idea what an entheopreneur was. So where would you like to jump in with all of that? <laughs> well, let's jump in the middle and see where it takes us. <laughs> okay. Um, so entheopreneur, uh, entheo uh, d- is derived from entheosis, which is really, for me, uh, literally translated, you know, theos is God or divinity, and n is from within. And so entheosis is the act of, of uh, expressing that inner divinity. Um, and to me, it's not so much about divinity even. It's just about um, expressing who and what we truly are because I think we're all of us. There's a tendency, I think, to, to try and, and focus on the divinity part and forget the human part. But it's all the same thing. Yeah, what we do is is just uh, take people who are going through life and they're kind of stuck in, usually they're stuck in the human part, and we help them keep that and then expand into the divinity part. How did you get there? It, we tend to lead through what we've kind of gone through. That tends to be how we find our path. So I would ask you how you found this for yourself. Plant medicine was really where it started for me. Um Ayahuasca, uh, an experience in Peru with ayahuasca just cracked me wide open and set me on a healing journey that I'm still on today. Um, Really just uncovering all the layers of yourself that you have created and made up in order to function and and make your way through the world. And um, some of those, uh, you know, they work until they don't. And at that point in my life there was a lot of things that just did not have workability my my marriage my uh, parenting my finances my business everything was was breaking down and um yeah plant medicine was a major eye-opener to these aspects of myself um that i had disconnected from over the course of, you know, growing up in the society and the culture that we grow up in. Isn't it amazing how the most beautiful things emerge from the darkest times in our life if we (laughs) allow ourselves to follow our soul to the light? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joseph Campbell, I think he said it best. He says, um, step into the forest where the shadows are darkest. And that's where you find your path, you know. Yes. And that's always been true for me. 
And you package this together in an interesting way, working with entrepreneurs. I have told people before that if you think you faced your demons, try starting your own business and see what else comes up, right? It's like that's where we meet ourselves at a level that we haven't met ourselves before. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Like all of your inadequacies and fears and, and stories and beliefs and going to confront you with everything that you believe about money and everything you believe about your ability in the world and uh it's such a wild ride <laughs> <laughs> yeah and an opportunity and and within something that complex is opportunity like it exists nowhere else to meet ourselves to thrive to grow to connect with other like-spirited people your experience sounds amazing so take us through a little bit of how you blended all of this together and came up with the idea of of working with entrepreneurs in this way well it actually it, it kind of emerged on its own what happened was um, you know, I initially, ayahuasca was was the, the entry point for me into a really epic process of just self-discovery and growth and healing and learning and growing. And, um, and it, I basically, it was not an easy ride. It's, it still is not a, an easy ride um, by any means. I don't think life is meant to be easy. Uh, <laughs> It can be easeful, but not easy. And um, anyway, so it, it really uh, just started out with me going on my own personal journey and massive growth that way. And, um, you know, uh, quite a ways into it, I went down to Columbia to work with ayahuasca. Again, I had in between, I had done lots of uh, other medicines and ceremonies and things like that and been working with a lot of different uh, modalities um, and and then I ended up in Colombia working with a really phenomenal woman down there named uh, Dona Marta Burgos and um, in the course of those ceremonies I uh, just got really clearly what what was communicated to me was uh, to take a particular medicine that I had worked with in in um, Holland called Silawaska, and to take that and to start learning how to facilitate that medicine for for others, um, and it was a really uh, that in and of, in and of itself, like going into that realm, that like I was really hesitant about that, and I think it took several nudges from the ayahuasca to really kind of get me to take those first steps. Um, and so I started working with Silawaska and just, just, uh, working with people who, um, came to me and it was strictly by word of mouth. You know, it's the kind of thing that you, you don't really advertise or get public about. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, I, and just one thing led to another, and eventually I started having, um, you know, I had a couple of really successful entrepreneurs who were struggling in lots of other areas in their life came and um, worked with me and had, had such a huge impact on them. One of them actually went out and just started, like, 
shouting it from the rooftops like you guys need to go see this guy (laughs) (laughs) and uh and it just started from there and um yeah it's just been a thing that has uh kind of emerged on its own and i found that you know i have a particular knack for being able to bridge that gap between people who are in that entrepreneurial world you know with with all that society tells you that that means and and you know traditional success and yada 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 being able to bridge that gap and and also help people get a foot in in you know who they are as a human being like as as a child of this earth and as a uh, part of the universe um and that, and that's a a gap that our society doesn't really help people bridge no no not at all in fact so interesting that we went right to what society defines success as because as you alluded to already in our conversation it's pretty much all a story we've been doing nothing but writing stories about everything our whole life stories that serve us until they don't anymore stories that we were fed by the society and our parents and so we have all these stories about what success is what entrepreneurship is what who we are There's Mm. a lot of breaking down that needs to happen with that before we can write what success is based on who we really are as a child of the universe. Yeah. I'm intrigued by this plant medicine because we haven't had any conversations about this on the show previously. In fact, I first heard (laughs) of it right before we started recording this podcast. So uh, tell me a little bit about from your experience since you have worked with ayahuasca, which is more well known, possibly Mm. some of our listeners. Where does the distinction come in in the blending of psilocybin and ayahuasca? How is it different, the experience? Well, in, in uh, what I do, I actually don't blend uh, the psilocybin with the ayahuasca. Um, so, so there's another plant that we work with that is also a mal inhibitor. So ayahuasca is made of two plants, right? You've got the ayahuasca vine. And then you've got another admixture, which is uh, usually chacruna or something like that, but it always contains DMT. Mm-hmm. And the, the DMT, dimethyltryptamine, um, it, it actually exists all over in in nature. Like an orange has enough DMT to, you know, you'll go to jail for life if you were to extract it. Right. So... DMT is very prevalent, but when we eat an orange, we don't start tripping out and seeing God because we have these these enzymes that are actively breaking down DMT in our body. Mm-hmm. And so the way ayahuasca works is in the ayahuasca vine, you have uh, what are beta carbolines. They're, they're, they're harmine and harmaline, and they break down the the they basically inhibit the enzyme that is breaking down the DMT, and that allows you to have the experience that you have. Now that's a very simplistic and westernized explanation that science gives us for why what ayahuasca does. I think indigenous people will will tell you. Uh, in fact, I know of shamans who don't even put DMT with the ayahuasca vine. They just drink. They brew the ayahuasca vine straight up and and drink that because they say that's where the wisdom is. Mm-hmm. They say DMT is like a, a torch, right? Like you you light a torch. And, and the ayahuasca vine is like the cave of, of knowledge. And so the DMT makes it a little easier to see, but it's the ayahuasca vine that for them is the, the great grand teacher. 
Um, so we in Western culture, we really focus on DMT. So I think that's worth noting. Thank you. Um, but then, so back to, to Silawaska, you have um, psilocybin, which is basically just a more stable form of psilocin. So when you ingest psilocybin, it breaks down to psilocin. And psilocin, when you look at a molecular map of psilocin and DMT, they're almost identical. So psilocin has like an extra marker on the fourth hydroxyl for you science nerds out there. <laughs> and uh, basically what it is, what that, that means that psilocybin or psilocin is ingestible DMT. But what it also means is that when you ingest psilocybin alone and those enzymes are still active in your body, they recognize the psilocin molecule as a DMT molecule and they start to break it down. So when you just ingest the, the psilocybin mushroom alone, you're actually getting a part of what that, that plant has to offer you. And so when we, when we uh, brew uh, psilocybin, we're working with another plant which is similar to the ayahuasca vine, but it's a plant that comes out of the Middle East, and it's um, it breaks down, or it it basically performs the same function as the ayahuasca vine, inhibits that enzyme, allows you to get the full spectrum of what that mushroom has to offer, and in my opinion, I feel like that this other plant, which is uh, um, uh, Paganum harmala, is the is the name, the scientific name. That plant is in, in, is in and of itself is a teacher plant. And so with psilocybin, it's you generally having a really deep and really intense um, experience compared to your typical mushroom experience. Wow, this is so interesting. And you do a fabulous job of explaining it. Thank you for that. I'm not yeah. sure I grasped half of it, but Mario's over here nodding and he's much more scientific <laughs> than I am. So you must have done a great job because he's starting yeah, to get I, I told him he would love that stuff. I told him he'd love that. You know, and it's interesting because I've worked with several plant medicines in my own healing journey. And now, even now I'm using flower essences and essential oils. There's so many ways that a wide variety of plants can help us heal. So I just wanted to touch on that again, because everywhere I go, I hear ayahuasca, ayahuasca, and there are many, many flowers and plants that can heal many things for us. Yes. So I think it's really about reconnecting to our earth mother and all that she has to offer us and, and getting more intuitive about what it is our body needs and wants for what what kinds of experiences. And I think it's beautiful that you were guided to this medicine that can help entrepreneurs and individuals in such a unique way. So how have you seen this really empower entrepreneurs specifically since that is the niche that you've chosen to serve so deeply? It's a good question because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects of that. I mean, you know, Generally speaking, people are coming to anything of this nature um, because uh, either because there is a breakdown in the workability of some area of their life or because maybe they're a little smarter than the average bear and they are being proactive about um, their growth and uh, proactive about stepping beyond into the into the unknown before life starts to break down and slap them in the face, right? So you have kind of kind of two two versions of people there, right. uh, and so really a lot of that depends on 
the person themselves, but but even in those people that are coming into it from a place of proactive growth, sometimes with plant medicine, like the the dissolution of your sense of of identity can be uh, pretty significant to the point where you might come into it thinking, yeah, I got this shit, and then. <laughs> You get you walk out of it just going, oh my god, I have no idea who I am. But <laughs> I thought I had all this figured out, and oh my god, you know. Yeah. But but I think the the biggest part of it is that there's a couple of things that that I see entrepreneur um, entrepreneurs really taken away from this, and one of them is um one of them is the the self awareness. Right, the the awareness of, of like really starting to connect with who who you are as a human being and what it means to be a human being because a lot of us are going through life uh, you know there's there's certain questions that are just intrinsic to being a human being to to the human experience right uh, why am I here mm-hmm. what am I here what am I what should I be doing how should I do it you know all of these things. Are, especially if you're an entrepreneur, like most entrepreneurs are really out there uh, actively trying to answer those questions in their lives. Right. You know, what's my purpose? How do I make a difference? And what I found is that it's helpful to, to understand that these questions are often predicated on each other. And Simon Sinek gives a really good talk on this. He talks about start with why, and he talks about how the really great companies and great uh, entrepreneurs, rather than trying to answer the question of what do I do and how do I do it, they, they start with answering the question of why am I doing this? Why am I in this? And then you can, from when you have your why clear, you can go what, and then you can go how. What I found is that that principle is true, but I think Simon starts with um, – a secondary question because there's a question that, that is primary uh, that, that comes before that and the question is who am I yes right before I can really start talking about why I'm here I need to understand who or what I am in relationship to the universe that I find myself in like like if, if I believe myself to be this separate individual, as, as Alan Watts says, the skin encapsulated ego, <laughs> if I think that I'm this separate individual self and um, little me in the great big world, like I'm separate from the world I find myself in, then why I'm here is to maximize my self-interest, to control, manipulate, dominate, defend, protect Etc. 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 Which is what we see often being expressed in the world around us. So, going back and getting a re- hitting the reset button on who we are, who am I in relationship to the universe? And I think this is really one of the greatest gifts that plant medicine gives us. In fact, when when I'm working with people, what I what I offer them, I say, I say, here's a paradigm or a, sort of a, an approach that has worked for me. I'm not saying this is the gospel truth, but this is a paradigm that works for me and for a lot of people when you approach plant medicine. And that paradigm is to look at it and, and to recognize, number one, um, that, uh, that these plants are not merely substances, you know, 
just like you are not merely chemicals and neurons, uh, these plants are not merely substances. There's an intelligence. There's an awareness. There is actually a living, intelligent being. Native indigenous people will tell you that the plants and the animals are our elder brothers and sisters. They came before us, right? And they came to pave the way and to help us. And so to, to try that on and to say, okay, maybe it's possible that, that first of all, that these plants are, are intelligent and aware. It's more than just a substance. And second of all, to, to look at it as if when I, when I uh, am going into a ceremony or a medicine journey or whatever you want to call it, I am, in a way, I'm stepping into what, what I like to call the classroom of God, right? Yeah. They're, they're, you're going to university, like the universal university, and you're getting an education that is beyond um, anything that you can imagine. And the education is, who am I, 101? And when we can approach plant medicine from, from that perspective and recognize um, that that's what's happening, so oftentimes, especially in the beginning, uh, if that's the curriculum that you are studying, then oftentimes it's going to begin by showing you, especially uh, if you're struggling in life, it's going to show you why you're struggling. Here's why you're struggling, because you are trying to live life through this story that is not in alignment with who you are in this moment. And this story or this belief or this identity or this thing that you have been living through and, and trying to, to manage your life through isn't serving you, and here's why. Exactly. You put that so well. That's exactly what happens. And it can just break down story after story after story until we're standing there you know, naked before the feelings. universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Going, okay, if I'm not any of that, now what? And, and it's the, it is the scariest, most yeah. amazing moment of our entire life because that's when the fun starts. That's when we can really start to live but it takes the breaking down of all that no longer serves us. And boy, we hold on to that stuff like it's doing us some good or something. <laughs> oh, don't we? <laughs> and, and you know what? Maybe it is. Like it, it is. It's doing us a lot of good until it isn't. Exactly. You know, like uh, I've learned that that it's not necessarily about if it's good or bad or right or wrong. It's more about workability and value. Like is this way of being really adding value to my life? Yes. You know, and sometimes these like the identities and the, the things we want to we want to judge them. Or we want to get rid of them. Or we want to say, oh, this, you know, this hero persona, like that was a big one for me, like the hero persona and this this uh, savior complex and all of these things. Oh, man, like screw that shit. Like I need to get rid of it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's messing up my life. But what if I looked at these things as um costumes in my closet right, right? like I, I don't have to wear it all the time but sometimes there's value in me being able to 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 take that and operate through that and and use that as a tool to serve as long as it's not running my life yes why not the power of choice absolutely well, you know, it's funny how our conversation has kind of worked all the way back to something we mentioned early on, redefining what success means to you. So as we lose some of the understanding that we have that we are an individual and it's all about me and I've got to get what's mine and I've got to hold on to it, 
especially as, as business people. And then we say, okay, it's about something bigger than this. It's about our interconnectedness and that we can all thrive together. And how do I redefine business that way? That's when kind of the interesting stuff comes because there isn't much of a model for that yet. We're creating it sort of now, but I don't see a lot out there in the business world that's about thriving for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And this, I think, is where we're going to start to see more and more... um, I think what what I like to call uh, technologies of reunion, I, I, I steal that phrase from Charles Eisenstein, um, which anybody, if you don't know who Charles Eisenstein is, you will do yourself the most tremendous favor by discovering that man. He's brilliant. So the technology technologies of reunion then are going to be um, uh, things that, whether it's it's business models, or community models or, um, you know, uh, operational, like societal structures that restore that, the, the story of interbeing, like you were saying earlier, like it's all, like we're making up stories all the time. We do it as individuals. We make up these stories about ourselves and then we live through them. You know, I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. Or I need to do this. Or this is what makes a good person. And we do it as a society as well. We have society agreements around money, around uh, what it means to be, be relationships. I mean, look at relationships <laughs> and, and all of the stories we have around what it means to be in a relationship and uh, well, monogamy, non-monogamy, polyamory. Like, there's so many things that we just take for granted because society says this is how it is. Yeah. And yet so many of those things are coming from a place of separation, a place of little me in the big world instead of I am – an appendage of this world of the universe and what I do to myself, I, or what I do unto others, I do unto myself, you know? So, um, and what I'm, and one of the really heartening things for me is like, I'm seeing these people that even some of the, some of the, yeah, I had a gentleman come through, um, that was, uh, really highly successful, uh, salesman. He had a, a, a whole program where he was teaching, uh, training people on sales and really good guy and also just a really like it was just all about the it was all about the business and the success and the fast cars and the mclarens and the, all of that mm-hmm. stuff you know and you know props to you if you enjoy that stuff but um you know he was coming in and looking at things that where there was lack of workability and things were breaking down and lack of connection in his relationships and things so when he went through his medicine journey uh, it was really fascinating to watch because he, first of all, uh, how you show up in your journey is how you show up in life. Uh, it's it's a guarantee. Like I can guarantee you that if I watch you go through your medicine journey, I can tell you exactly what you do in your life to deal with things that are uncomfortable. And um, so he's going through and he's really having a hard time with things. And, and then uh, all of a sudden at some point he has this major breakthrough and he just, he goes, he says, Oh my God. And you could tell like the plants were showing him things. And he says, he says, Oh my God, all of this, this chemical synthetic technology stuff is, he said, that's, that's keeping us from who we need to be, you know? Yes. (laughs) 
again, it's not that it's not that technology and all all of that stuff is bad and wrong. Right. Um, it's it's that it's you know we have allowed it to disconnect us, and it's all been from this place of separation. And so watching him and people like him that are going back into their businesses and they're redefining things from the ground up about what they're doing and why they're doing it and introducing new technologies. I have another gentleman who he's been through several ceremonies with me. He took his, his thing and completely revamped his entire direction in life where he's now out there uh, serving the world by sharing uh, supplements that are healthy, nourishing supplements. Like that's his calling. That's what he's really feeling drawn to is to give people vitality and to help people to thrive. And it was a complete 180 shift, you know. So there's a lot of um, people that are that are starting to transition. And then what I also see is a, an awareness of alternative models of business, right? So more people asking themselves, rather than going, how do we create profitability? They're going, how do we create genuine abundance? Yeah. Now that's a question to ask right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's beautiful, uh, the things that are starting to emerge in that realm. Yes, it is. I just marvel at how the plant medicine is helping so many of us awaken. And this shift that you've beautifully described in many different ways as coming from an understanding of us as being separate to the knowledge of us as one. And and I've heard that language and I've you know, had many different experiences, but until I was in ceremony and experienced the truth of that in a way that the wisdom of the plants show until there is no doubt. I don't I don't care how long it takes science to prove it <laughs> because <laughs> once you experience it in a ceremony, nobody can ever take that away from you again. You know you know truth. And yeah. that's a powerful thing and it's helping us reshape the world. And I'm not an advocate that plant medicine is something everybody needs to do or anything, but wow, if it's calling to you, definitely it's it'd be worth finding who you're guided to work with to heed that call. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. If it's calling to you, I would say, you know, follow that call and listen to your intuition and, and, um, you know, trust, trust your, your inner voice above all things. Um, and I would also really encourage people to take, uh, take a lot of caution in who you choose to work with and yes, uh, why you choose to work with them. There's a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of, charlatans and a lot of people that are actually actively taking advantage of people which is unfortunate yes. most of those people you are pretty obvious you know they like uh, the the what's the saying the um the, i can't remember the, the the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree or some something like that. the point is is you can find this you can identify those people pretty easily but the ones that i think are also it's important to be really careful about is there's a lot of people who with good intentions are um, uh, leaping into things and doing things without a lot of self-awareness that they're operating from incompletions in another. So, and I say this from experience because this was, these were things that I've had to look at in myself um, yes. of recognizing that there were things where 
I w- I've operated from incompletions in my own life and exported those onto, onto the world. And so um, you want to make sure that you're working with somebody who, um, who can really support you and uh, maintain the sort of safety that you're going to need when you go into that kind of a space. Absolutely. And I too had, have worked with people that were not healing their own wounds first. And they brought that lens, you know, that's how, that's what they brought to the ceremonies and to the spaces. And, and I would say that we can't know what we don't know, but that's why the most important thing that we can learn to do is trust our heart, trust our guidance, trust our intuition, because if Absolutely. we're feeling a red alert, listen to it. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, it's, it's important to, to, because like spirituality and even plant medicine, and, but a lot of aspects of, of spirituality and modern day spirituality uh, lends itself really easily to narcissism and to um, uh, megalomania and uh, distortions of grandeur. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't call them delusions of grandeur because I think that there's greatness in all of us, but there's distortions of our grandeur that we buy into. And so there's a lot of people that, that, uh, that think that they're, you know, Jesus reincarnated or they're, you know, I'm from this star system and I'm here to help you. And, and I don't, I don't knock, um, you know, I don't disagree with, the possibility that we might be from these places, but oftentimes it's a really easy place for an ego and a, 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 a superiority and a a place of um, a place that can cause wounds and can avoid responsibility. Uh, those are easy places for those little ego traps to hide, and so um, absolutely. I think it's something to be aware of. Well, and I know that I'm a starseed. I, I know that I my first rodeo was not on Earth, so I can speak to that too. And I have met people who, as long as they say they're channeling it, whatever comes out is as good as it's from God's mouth. And, you know, and again, my gut was going, something's wrong here. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. agree with you. It's, and it's, and it, that's exactly it, because... Yes, like uh, I've gone, I've had, I've gotten readings from people and people that have channeled stuff and, and there's, there's things that some of it where uh, it's added a tremendous amount of value to my life and where it's really helped me to, to point in different directions. But if you abandon your own compass yes. to follow somebody else's, you, you're going you're gonna to have some hard lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, this has been a fabulous conversation. I don't know if you planned. I had no agenda. We ended up talking the whole time about plant medicine. We could have done worse, right? But I don't know if there was anything else you were wanting to, to talk no, about. I actually <laughs> thought we were going to talk about music because when you initially <laughs> reached out, you you I guess you had uh, seen the video of, of Scott and I and Dave Halliday and some others and we were singing and drumming. Um, so that's what I thought we were going to talk about. I love to dance and like, that's, that's my thing. Like, let's just dance in the conversation, see where it takes us. Yes. And I love that, that you brought that up too, because you really are bringing several modalities to your life and to the work that you do and to the experience of people connecting with you. So we didn't really touch on how someone can work with you or if you have any events coming up or anything like that you want to let us know about. 
So we have uh, we have an Entheopreneur event that's going to be coming up at the end of May. It's an invitation-only event. The things that we do with the Entheopreneur, invitation-only. Um, that just means that uh, you can reach out and let us know if you're interested in coming. And we have some very thorough conversations about why you're coming, what you're looking for. We want to make sure it's a good fit for you. We also want to make sure it's a good fit for the other people uh, that are that are going to be there. Um, and and it's uh, you know the other thing that we're creating with Entheopreneur is it's not just about the the plant medicine and the breakthroughs that are, people are having there. What's actually being cultivated there more than anything is um, there's a bit of a of a uh, camaraderie or a you know a brotherhood. I don't like brotherhood because there's there's female entrepreneurs as, as well, but community. Yeah, you're community, creating community. Yeah, there's, there's community that that's emerging of people that share common values. That entrepreneurs that are actually also interested in listening to the earth and interested in finding humility yeah. and interested in um, uh, questioning the premises on which we're operating, you know? And so being able to get together and just, just connect with each other, whether it's uh, a wilderness, wilderness expedition or whether we, you know, go on a, on a trip and, um, you know, go explore is one of the things that, that we've been talking about doing as a, as a group is maybe creating some, uh, events where we travel to indigenous cultures around the world and kind of, sit at the feet of these other cultures and learn from them. Like what can we, we have this, this really um, uh, self-centric view of ourselves in Western society and especially entrepreneurs of like, we know the way and we are moving towards progress. And mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk is like the epitome of that. Like I'm going to build a rocket ship to help us go populate Mars. And <laughs> we're going to solve all the world's problems with electric cars. And I'm, I'm, I'm being a little obtuse here, but you get my point. Yeah. Like there's like, great, let's go, let's do our best to reach for the stars and to reach for Mars. But what about this earth? What about this planet? Exactly. Like, what are we doing here? What could we do with those billions that are being spent on some, you know, idea of, of, of human progress. And, and I'm a, I'm a beacon or a, or a, or an avenue for human progress to, to, to happen. What about the, the aspect of human progress that is relationship and right relationship? Like, what about that? And when you have the people that are starting to come together in this community are people that are interested in that conversation. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. It's a shift from what can I conquer next to how can I take care of what I've already got? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, we've got the link to your website that we're going to put on the podcast. And you mentioned your music. So have you, you've got some recordings that are available now. I do. I have uh, actually, there's one on Spotify in this moment as we speak. Um, so it's my first single got released uh, last year. Yay. And it's, I've been a little slow in getting some of these things out. I've got a whole backlog of music that... I'm working with a producer right now to get them mixed and mastered. So he's working on one called The Raven Song. And The Raven Song is uh, <laughs> it's a piece of music that came through um, 
it's it'll take you on a journey like it's it, it's a it's a 11 minute piece of music and a lot of people are like holy cow 11 minutes of music <laughs> but it's uh, the story of of a dream um a gentleman has a dream or somebody has a dream and he dreams of a raven who flies out of odin's one eye so this is a very viking themed nordic ancestral sort of a song and this raven flies out of odin's one eye and flies across the earth and he begins singing a song that only gods can sing and as he sings uh, he begins burning things to the ground you know and kingdoms fall and kings and queens and magistrates and, and the priests at the feast begin to burn and and even the women and the children die for none escapes when the raven cries you know and uh, and then as he flies um there's sort of this element of of um, you know, he looks to the east where a beast emerges, and and uh, the, the raven begins to do battle with this beast, and this beast is, you know, sort of represents these the, the man in the suits and ties, filthy secrets covered in lies, and his eyes were dark, and he wore a red crown, and he came to strike the raven down, you know, and so there's this this battle between the raven and the beast, and. Uh, it, it, I, and I won't give away the ending. Good. <laughs> it's, it's not what it's not your typical ending, but it's it was a song that came through that really uh, was just, it was just really powerful. And for me, what I see happening now with uh, Greta Thunberg, you know who that is? No. She's she's a sixteen year old girl from Sweden that a couple of years ago uh, she went on school strike. She went, just started sitting outside of the UN embassy or wherever it was in, in Sweden. And she's holding up the sign. She's like, I'm not going to school anymore. You fuckers are, are killing the environment. And there's no future for what's the point of me going to school? Because none of you guys are doing anything about this. Nobody will do anything about this. You all talk about it. You talk about climate change. You talk about things. And we just keep going on with business as usual. And so she's gotten more and more. Um, uh, she's become more and more um, visible and people are starting to pay attention and there's a whole movement and a lot of kids now are starting to say, hey, yeah, this is stupid. Why are we even going to school when we're looking at uh, massive ecocide? We're looking at the destruction of the ecosystem. We're looking at, we are already in one of the greatest mass extinctions in the history of the world and the first one caused by human activity. Right, we have species going, two hundred species going extinct every single day. We have destruction on a mass industrial scale, and nobody's doing a fucking thing about it. And she's like, "I'm tired of it." And she got up in front of the UN and gave a speech, and she called them all out. And she's like, "You guys are, you, you guys are acting like children." <laughs> she's straight. She doesn't give a shit, you know. And that's kind of. The metaphor for I think that that Raven and his song is going along and saying, "Hey, the shit's not working. There's yeah. some things that need to be burned to the ground." Wow, you know, I love that you brought her up because it's we're recording this on International Women's Day, and mm. what 
a motivational woman and she is a young woman at 15 and she sounds wise far beyond her years. I can tell already from what you're sharing that she's definitely come back to earth with this message for us because nobody was paying attention. And that's just such a beautiful mission she's on. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just in awe of her. I'm like, Oh, more of this, please. (laughs) Yes. Yes. More, please. I love it. Levi, this has been so great to visit with you. You're, I know that we're going to meet now at some point. We have very special mutual friends. I do too. Thank you for spending the time with us today. And I like to ask my guests at the end of the show, if there's a parting thought that you'd like to leave the listeners with today. Um, yeah, actually one thing that just popped up for me right now is like, I just want to declare from the rooftops. I am a fucking mess. Like I am, there's all of these things. It's, it's great to, to be able to, to, and, and you've done such a wonderful job of sharing my gifts and, and what I have to offer and all of the things that are so wonderful about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to be really clear. Like I have breakdowns and I'm a mess. And sometimes there's, there's the lack of workability still exists in my life. And it's it, 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 we live in a culture that's always trying to to put its best face forward, which is cool. You know, I understand that uh, you, you gotta you gotta at least look like you know what you're doing to a degree, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's also important just just to say, hey, I'm a human being and I'm figuring this shit out. And a lot of the stuff I thought I had a lot of shit figured out. Yeah. And even some of the stuff that I took out of plant medicine, like I got this big education on all kinds of things in the school, in the University of God, right? And then I got to a point where it was like, all right, and now fuck all that shit. Yeah. Bullshit, move on, <laughs> right? And I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. As somebody that got two degrees to do the same thing, it's like, and then they just throw it all out the window, right? <laughs> right. Now I'm sitting there going, and I'm looking at my life and looking at who I am from a whole nother place now. Like there's a whole identity that got built around everything that I was doing with plant medicine. And that's been being stripped away lately. Yeah. And just finding whole new le- levels of, of heartbreak and humility and, but also joy and yes. discovery, you know. Thank you for sharing every aspect of that with us. That's what makes that's what makes it special, man. Anybody can get on here and talk about how great they are or sell a, sell something or whatever. We've been listening to that our whole lives. I want to connect with more people like you, more people that are willing to say, you know what, it's all falling apart, but it's still okay. Yeah. And, and that's all we are as humans. We're always falling apart and rebuilding, and and that's the journey. It is. It is. And just, you know, we just get to embrace it. Like, I'm a mess and I'm a miracle and I'm all of it in between. I'm a human and I'm a, I'm a spark of God, you know? Yeah. Like, it's all there. That's it. That's where we're wrapping the show. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Levi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for having me. It has been a joy. And thank you, listener, for joining us. What did you think? Let us know. Contact me, info at journeyofpossibilities.com with your ideas and suggestions or your feedback. And don't forget to support us while you're on the site as well. And we'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.